Hi, I'm Sylvia Flanagan, and thanks for lending an ear to Kickstarts, where I outline motivational principles and strategies, offer personal development and relationship tips, and discuss this sometimes complicated and wonderful thing called life. I'm a licensed therapist and motivational coach, and I hope what I share adds value to your day. The content in this podcast is educational and informational only, and is not, nor is it intended to be, a substitute for seeking therapy from a licensed mental health professional. If you line a hundred people up and ask them what they want out of life, chances are that a good percentage of them are going to say, I just want to be happy. I'm going to take a little time and talk about why that might not be a very wise goal. First, let's look at the word happiness and what it really means. The root of the word happiness and happy is hap, which is Old Norse and means luck or chance. You see this meaning stand out clearly in words like happenstance, mishap, and haphazard. The suffix ness, N-E-S-S, means a state or quality. So literally defined, happiness is a condition you're lucky to be in. So right out of the gate, it's fairly clear that happiness might not be your best goal because it's really not a goal at all. Happiness as a goal lacks clarity and specificity. It's similar to when I work with couples and one person isn't content and might say to the other, I just want to feel loved or I want to feel respected. Okay, what does that mean? It's vague, ambiguous, and really doesn't help the other person give their partner what they need. Because aside from a concept, there's no guidance on how to approximate it behaviorally. Another reason why happiness isn't a very worthwhile goal is is it's because it's a concept that's static and final. It's like a period at the end of a sentence. Even if someone is clear about what they want in order to be happy, it's still a misguided goal. Let's say someone actually defines what happiness means to them. Happiness is a six-figure job, a partner, two kids, a dog, and time to travel. Everyone is prone to this way of thinking to some degree. I'll be happy when dot, 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 you fill in the blank. When I get that job, that thing I'm saving for, the nicer house, the car I've been wanting, It's so easy to fall into those ways of thinking, and there's nothing wrong at all with wanting those things. But those things don't lead to happiness because as soon as you get them, you'll want something else. The carrot keeps moving and so does the discontent. It's perfectly normal to want to strive for things in life. In fact, it's healthy, but it's a setup to think that it'll bring you happiness. So what if a better goal in life isn't happiness? isn't a feeling you're trying to hold on to, but a result of how you move through life, a result of how you encounter life and all its complexity while aiming for something far more valuable than an emotional state you're fortunate enough to be experiencing. The nature of life has changed. That's not saying anything that you don't already know. I hope we all experience a lot of happiness, a lot. But what happens when you encounter periods of unhappiness? Because you will. It's inevitable if if you live long enough, and I hope you do. 
But when people bank on feeling good and encounter unhappiness, they can get crushed. They can end up depressed, hopeless, cynical, or bitter, not to mention lost. At its worst, they become nihilistic. Khalil Gibran wrote, When you are joyous, look deep into your heart, and you shall find it is only that which has given you sorrow that is giving you joy. When you are sorrowful, look again in your heart, and you shall see that in truth you are weeping for that which has been your delight. Some of us say, joy is greater than sorrow, and others say, nay, sorrow is the greater. But I say unto you, they are inseparable. Together they come, and when one sits alone with you at your board, remember that the other is asleep upon your bed. Wow. I want to make it clear. I'm not suggesting you should be impervious to feeling bad or not do your best to mitigate tough feelings. Not at all. But knowing that what you do and who you are make a difference, that's going to get you through periods of unhappiness much more easily and effectively. The redeemer of unhappiness is cultivating a meaningful and purposeful life. It's knowing you matter somewhere and that you matter to someone. It might be your job. Maybe it's because you volunteer or because you're a parent or a good friend. That's actually the main reason I started this podcast, in the hopes it would make a difference in some way to someone. It's another thing in my life that will help throw me into action with purpose when I'm not feeling happy because no one is immune to feeling down. Everything exists within a paradox. Not only does striving for a sense of meaning and purpose help you get through periods of unhappiness, but it also helps you have faith that something meaningful will come out of a difficult experience. Nature exemplifies this lesson best when you observe the seasons. Things die or go dormant and they renew in springtime. The phoenix is also a strong symbol, burning up and rising from its ashes. Persephone descends to the underworld in the winter and rises up in the spring. This archetypal truth is repeated everywhere, and it's our truth as well. Unhappiness, difficulty, loss, struggle, whether it's a day or a season in your life, it always has a gift waiting at the end. That gives struggle purpose and meaning. It redeems it in a way. Thank goodness. Now, someone most likely won't be able to make much out of their difficult and darker seasons unless they've set themselves up well. If someone is living life focusing only on themselves and making happiness their goal, they'll probably get a bit slammed when something hard hits them in life, and they won't be very effective during the days they feel unhappy for whatever reason. But if they lay the groundwork and aim for something that produces purpose and is meaningful, they'll be able to deal with life's circumstances much better. Know there's a bigger reason they do what they do besides feeling happy and come through the other side a different and wiser person. In Stoic philosophy, eudaimonia, a Greek word, means practicing virtue or right action regardless of what life hands you. 
and Stoics believed that living in this manner was the highest aim. They essentially said that living the best life was having the ability to navigate through difficult times and not hope to avoid them and develop the capacity and character to cope well while moving towards what was meaningful and right. Friedrich Nietzsche wrote, my formula for happiness, a yes, a no, a straight line, a goal. What he meant is to know yourself well and live out that understanding. Have a strong identity, formulate your values, and live in accordance to them. Then you'll know the direction to take your life. You'll have boundaries, live with integrity, and know why you do what you do. Your values inform your identity, and then you get to carry them out in the world the best you can. That kind of living gives rise to meaning and purpose. It can take a while to really know yourself, and it can take a lot of zigzagging before you reach the straight line that Nietzsche wrote about. It's an ideal, but perhaps aiming for an ideal such as that is a lot more valuable than aiming to be happy. So all this said, you may want to redefine what your life's goal is. If it's not already, Maybe your new goal won't be a thing, but a how. You got this. If you like this episode, please give me a review or a rating. It's the best way for this podcast to reach more people. In addition, this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and shouldn't be considered therapy or a substitute for therapy or for professional counseling.